So hi everyone, welcome to another meeting and another podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we're all set up now to um, have up to 500 participants if we need it. Uh, thanks to everyone for your generosity and contributing towards the cost of um, having larger meetings for the year. It was um, inspiring and humbling and beautiful. So thank you very much for everyone. Um, okay, so let's get on with today's meeting. Um, I, I want to really hammer down today into what the Course in Miracles is saying, because it takes a very long time to hear this. And even when we hear this, it takes a long time for it, the penny to really drop. The thing is, suffering doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And if you knew what you are, suffering is impossible. And when you're living as your true self, you can never suffer. So here's the thing. We find ourselves in a pickle because we don't know what we are. And suffering is inevitable. And Jesus comes through Helen to rescue us from this predicament. That's what A Course in Miracles is. It's a rescue mission. Jesus said to Helen, how could you, who are so holy, suffer? Well, I'm saying the same thing to you today. How can you, who are so holy, suffer? And the answer is you can't. But you think you can, because you think you're something you're not. You think you're a person. You think you're separate. That's the problem. Jesus says you have one problem and there's one solution. Well, that's your one problem. You think you're a person. And God didn't create people. You think you're a body, and you're not. It's a delusion. It's an optical illusion of consciousness. Let's read something here from the Course. This is from Chapter 18, The Passing of the Dream, and this is Section 7. I need do nothing. To do anything involves the body. And if you recognize you need do nothing, you have withdrawn the body's value from your mind. Here is the quick and open door through which you slip past centuries of effort and escape from time. 
this is the way in which sin loses all attraction right now. In the course, you always want to be very careful how you understand how Jesus uses sin. Sin in the course means separateness, separation. So he's saying, understanding I need do nothing. This is the way in which sin loses all attraction right now. And he's written right now in italics. For here time is denied and past and future gone. Who needs do nothing has no need for time. To do nothing is to rest and make a place within you where the activity of the body ceases to demand attention. Into this place the Holy Spirit comes and there abides. He will remain when you forget and the body's activities return to occupy your conscious mind. Now, again, whenever Jesus says body in the course, he's talking about the physical body and the psychological body. Because you think you're a body and a psychological body, uh, you think you're a person. And that's your delusion. That's your one problem. That's the only problem you have, is that you think you're something you're not. In chapter 18, the passing of the dream, section 7, again, I need you nothing. At no single instant does the body exist at all. It is always remembered or anticipated, but never experienced just now. Only its past and future make it seem real. Time controls it entirely, for sin is never wholly in the present. Now, this is... I wrote an answer in the group during the week, uh, but I want to do this again now because I've stated already that my intention for these podcasts is that they become more and more experiential. I don't want a situation where we're just, you know, listening, feeling titillated by information and knowledge. I want a situation where you start um, experiencing what you really are. And so what I want you to do is I want you to hold out your hand in front of you. And without past or future, without recourse to memory or fantasy about the future, I want you to look at that hand and I want you to look for evidence that it's yours, that it has anything to do with you. And there is absolutely no evidence there whatsoever that that hand has anything to do with you. All there is is a thought that said, that is my hand. That thought is the only thing that makes you think you're a body and you're not. So welcome the thought, that hand is mine, and could you let it go?
And when you let go of the thought that it's your hand, what's your experience? And I don't mean look for words to describe it. I mean, go to an experience in yourself. All there is is awareness. There's a hand and you are aware of a hand. There's a hand moving and you're aware of a hand moving. But there is no evidence that says that's you. None. There is just a thought that says, that's my hand. And there's a thought that says, I am moving my hand. But without those thoughts, there is no evidence whatsoever that that hand or what it's doing has anything to do with you. I want you to experience that. I want you to go within and feel that. Because that's fact. <laughs> that's an actual demonstration of what Jesus just said to you there. Without the idea of a past or a future, there is no evidence there that says that's your hand. None. Just a thought that it is. So when he says, I'm not a body, I'm free, I'm still as God created me, he means that literally. You're not the body. There's a thought that says you are, but you can let that thought go. And you can be a, begin to experience what it is you are, because what you are is not a person, it's awareness. That's what you are. And all your problems are because you think you're a person. That's your one problem. And even if that hand is in pain, you are aware of pain, but there's absolutely no evidence that it's yours. None. Except the thought that says, that's my pain, or I am in pain. But there is no evidence that it's yours. In lesson 248, Jesus says, what suffers is not part of me. I have disowned the truth. Now, the truth is that you are awareness. Let me be as faithful in disowning falsity. What suffers is not part of me. What grieves is not myself. What is in pain is but illusion in my mind. What dies was never living in reality and did but mock the truth about myself. Now I disown self-concepts and deceits and lies about the Holy Son of God. That's you. Awareness. Now am I ready to accept him back as God created him and as he is, not a person. So, again, like we said with the quote, every time Jesus talks about a body, um, he's talking about the mental as well as the physical body. And so what I'd like you to do now 
is I would like you without recourse to memories of the past or fantasies about the future, without, without those thoughts of past and future, I want you to look for evidence of you as a personality, as a person, no past or future. And you'll see that there's none. There is no evidence there whatsoever of a person. There's just a thought that says I'm a person. But if you look now, if you look for a person without past or future, there's no person, there is just awareness. Feel that awareness. Because if we take that quote again, where Jesus says at no single instant does the body exist at all, it is always remembered or anticipated, but never experienced just now. Only its past and future make it seem real. So let's read that again this way. At no single instant does the person exist at all. It is always remembered or anticipated, but never experienced just now. Only its past and future make it seem real. Time controls it entirely. For sin, which remember is separateness, is never wholly in the present. In the present, there are no, there's no separateness. There's no separate self. There's no people. There's no you as a person. You have never been a person. You are awareness. And your only problem is that you believe you're a person. That's why Jesus says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. If you have to defend yourself, you think you're a person. There's no person. <laughs> what you are can't suffer. All you can do is be deluded about what you are. Lesson 93. The self you made is not the son of God. Therefore, this self does not exist at all. And anything it seems to do and think means nothing. It is neither bad nor good. It is unreal and nothing more than that. It does not battle with the Son of God, that's you. It does not hurt him, that's you, nor attack his peace, that's your peace. It has not changed creation nor reduced eternal sinlessness to sin. Now that means to separation, to separateness nor love to hate. What power can this self, this person you made, possess when it would contradict the will of God? So you believe in something that doesn't exist and you're prepared to suffer terrible hardships and lay down your life to stand up for it, which is insanity. Uh, chapter 8, The Journey Back, Section 6, The Treasure of God. Can you be separated? Sorry. Can you be separated from your life and your being? The journey to God is merely the reawakening of the knowledge 
of where you are always and what you are forever. It is a journey without distance to a goal that has never changed. Truth can only be experienced. It cannot be described and it cannot be explained. So your awareness, that's what you are. You're not a person. Nothing the person thinks or does means anything. It is unreal. Nothing more than that. That's what A Course in Miracles is telling you. You're not a person. That's Jesus' rescue mission. How can you, who are so holy, suffer? You can't. Only by an optical illusion of consciousness do you think you can suffer? Because what suffers isn't part of you. Now, here's the thing. That awareness that you feel, that present moment awareness, when you look for the person and there's no person there, there's just stories of the past and fantasies about the future, but no actual person. So when you look for the person and it's not there and there's just awareness, that's God's one holy son, innocent, you and everyone else. There's just one awareness. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. The memory of what you are as God's Holy Son. And it's what everyone is. This is from the manual, chapter 12. How many teachers of God are needed to save the world? Awareness of dreaming is the real function of God's teachers. Okay, the dream is about people and world. They watch the dream figures the people that don't exist, except as stories, come and go, shift and change, suffer and die. Yet they are not deceived by what they see. They recognize that to behold a dream figure as sick and separate is no more real than to regard it as healthy and beautiful. Because there's no dream figures. There's just awareness. Unity alone is not a thing of dreams. Okay, awareness, what everyone is, that's the only thing that's not a dream. And it is this God's teachers acknowledge as behind the dream, beyond all seeming and yet surely theirs. So awareness, what you are, is that within which the world and all experience is happening, by which all experience is known, and out of which all experience is made. Everything is you as awareness. That's the dreamer of the dream. You. Not you as a person, that's the dream. <laughs> You're the dreamer of all people. Awareness.
This is from chapter 31, The Final Vision, section 8, choose once again. Temptation has one lesson it would teach in all its forms, wherever it occurs. It would persuade the Holy Son of God. He is a body, born in what must die, unable to escape its frailty and bound by what it orders him to feel. It sets the limits on what he can do. Its power is the only strength he has. His grasp cannot exceed its tiny reach. Would you be this, if Christ appeared to you in all his glory, asking you but this? Choose once again if you would take your place among the saviors of the world, or would remain in hell and hold your brothers there. For he has come, and he is asking this. So Jesus is coming, and he's asking you, Will you remain in the hell of believing yourself to be a person? And will you hold all your brothers in hell by seeing them as the same thing? That's his invitation to us. This is from uh, chapter 31 final vision. This is section seven, the Savior's vision. Whatever form temptation seems to take, it always but reflects a wish to be a self that you are not. And from that wish, a concept arises, teaching you, you are the thing you wish to be. So the only temptation you need to be aware of is the wish to be a self that you are not, a person. Elsewhere, can't remember where, Jesus says, the concept of the self stands like a shield, barring you from the truth. So the concept that you're a person, that you're a body, for which there's no evidence, <laughs> um, and that you are a person for, for which there is no evidence. Um, that is what is blocking the light of the self, the one self. The one self that is the memory and consciousness of God in Christ as one. That's what awareness is. And the, the entire purpose of the workbook of A Course in Miracles is for you to begin to feel your identity, not as a person, but as awareness. And it will happen, especially if you understand it this way. So over the last few meetings, we have been stressing the importance of this. Whatever emotion is coming up in you, the world is not doing it to you. It was already there. And if you don't blame the world for it, and if you welcome that emotion, if you don't close down, if you open up in welcome of that emotion being there, it will vanish. Now, that's the message Jesus gives us in the course. And I'm telling you, that works every single time you do it. 
it might take you a while to get proficient at this welcome. Okay. But that's the simplicity of this course. If you look at it, if you welcome the emotion that's coming up, which is your guilt, which was already inside you, it will vanish. Now, it's that simple. You know, in the beginning, when I started taking the course seriously and practicing it in my life, I thought that the, the miracle was the elimination of the suffering. And um, that's not the miracle at all. The miracle is when the suffering is released and what rushes in to replace it. That's the miracle. That's why Jesus says your task is not to seek for love. It's to seek and remove all the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. And this is why we do forgiveness. We don't do forgiveness um, so I can feel better as a person that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and we don't do forgiveness so somebody else can feel better as a person that doesn't exist. You're letting go of these blocks to the awareness of awareness. As you let these go, awareness starts to build in your awareness. You come to know yourself more intimately and completely as awareness and not a person. Now, the person hasn't vanished. It's just that in behind in your mind always, there is this knowing that you're actually awareness and not the person. And sometimes you'll forget and you'll get lost in the person and you'll realize what you've done and you'll fall back into awareness and all suffer again. And that's the miracle. The miracle is what replaces what we're letting go in forgiveness. And that shocked the life out of me when I started doing this properly. Because suddenly there was just this experience of peace in my mind. There was this causeless joy. And there was this, and the love really knocked me for sex really knocked me for six. Um, and there's nothing special about me. <laughs> I was a mess when I started doing this. I had generalized anxiety disorder from the moment I got up until the minute I went to bed. That's why we do forgiveness. I was actually... Um, I guess what's motivated this particular sermon today in the uh, in the podcast was I was coming out of the shopping center the other day and I had been, I mean, anytime I'm walking along or anything, I'm literally monitoring what's coming up um, so I can let it go, uh, so I can welcome it. And in welcoming it, it vanishes. Most times it vanishes straight away. Um, and if it doesn't, then I'll just stay as awareness. Because this is the thing about um, welcoming. Awareness always welcomes. And you are never not awareness. You are always awareness. 
you know, but because you believe a thought that you're a person, you know, because you believe stories of the past and you enter into the delusion that that's me, uh, it veils from awareness its identity as awareness, apparently. But you're always awareness. You're never not awareness. And you are never a person. <laughs> you are never a person. There's a belief that says, I am that person, but you're not. You're awareness. As we've seen, there is no evidence there for a person. None. Because you're not. You're awareness. And so when an emotion comes up and we welcome it, now you are aware of yourself as awareness. The emotion isn't happening on autopilot. You are aware of the emotion. So now there's the emotion and there is you that is aware of it. That's two selves. Two selves. And all your suffering is because you make the wrong choice as regards what you are. <laughs> Fact. Course is simple. Simple. So, anyway, I was in the shopping center and I had been doing loads of this welcoming of what was coming up. And, you know, literally that would be me walking through a shopping center and going, that person looks contrary. I bet you that person is this. I bet you that person is that. And each time I notice it and go, that was a thought about yourself. Let me welcome that. And it's gone. Literally, it releases. And then I'll look back at the person and see them without my judgments. So I was doing that in the shopping center. And that's literally how I spend my day. And this is how you should be spending your day. Because it's very simple. Um, and I walked down the steps of the shopping center <laughs> And there was a lot of people, there was like women with children and all of that. And, and I just got this sudden blast of, this is very hard to describe. Everyone was beautiful Be and everyone was radiant. It was like there was a light in everyone and they were made out of love. I burst into tears on the way out of the shopping center. <laughs> I'm sure everyone thought, what a twat. <laughs> um. Um, now I didn't go looking for that experience. And if you go looking for that experience, you won't find it. People can't have that experience, but I had been spending all my time as I was looking around the shops, just releasing, just, you know, welcoming the judgments that were coming up about other people that were actually about me and in the welcome, having them dissolve. And all the time I was remaining as awareness. Um, and then that just happened spontaneously as I left um, as I left the shopping center. Now, again, I am not a saint. <laughs> I am not a mystic. I'm, <laughs> I still have an insane voice talking to itself in my mind. As I just said to you, I still have judgments, um, you know, and, and I can still get upset about things, uh, but I don't stay upset. Every single one of them is a shining footstep back to God. Every single time a discomfort arises within you, that is an invitation back to remember what you are. 
It's a big flashing neon sign that says you've forgotten what you are. Because you're not, you thought you were a person, a story, but you're not, you're awareness. You are the dreamer of everything. That's what you are. Not you as a person, that's the dream. You're the dreamer of everything. And none of it in any way qualifies um, or affects you in the slightest. You are the light out of which everything is made and into which it will return. And everyone. That's what you are. The Holy Son of God. So in every given moment, we need to notice that you need to ask yourself the question when, when, when discomfort and upset arises or anger or hatred, ask yourself, is this what I am or am I the one that's aware of it? And if you welcome it, you'll experience yourself as the one who's aware of it. Because the part of you that's welcoming the darkness is not the darkness. And the darkness can't stand against it. It cannot stand before the gentleness and power of what you really are. Can't stand. The one who is suffering is an idea you have about yourself. And you might have believed that's who you are, but it's never been who you are. It's just a lie. So when discomfort, irritation, anger, pain, jealousy, when this comes up, stop wanting to fix it. Stop wanting to look away from it. Stop wanting to be a holier person. Stop wanting it to go away. Stop trying to change it. Stop wanting to understand it. Stop wanting to make it less or more. Stop wanting to control it in any way whatsoever. The minute you identify as awareness and not it, it vanishes. You are love itself and nothing but love can stand before love. You are awareness and nothing that's not real can stand before awareness. You are God's one, holy, innocent son as awareness, not a person. 
And when you experience yourself as awareness, and that will deepen. In the beginning, it's just a recognition. But as you put your attention on that awareness you are, it will start to shine. And it is not a part of you as the person. It is what you really are. And when you experience that as what you really are, you know that's what everyone and everything is. And that's the extension of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Course is saying. It's very simple. It's very simple. All your problems are is because your guilt comes up inside of you and you resist it. That's the only problem there is. You resist it. You decide, I'm going to vomit this out on top of someone. Okay, so you're going to express it. <laughs> yeah, that's one option. And the other option is that you're going to repress it. You're going to suppress it. You're going to hold it on the inside and not vomit it out on top of someone. That's what egos do. And that's how you hold on to your guilt forever. By expressing it or suppressing it. If that's how you deal with the upset of separateness that's coming out, it gets pushed back into your subconscious mind where it's going to reemerge again. It's always the same upset. It's always the same guilt. You know, um, so society would say, you know, oh, you know, if you have these feelings, don't bottle them up, let them out. That'll fix them. Well, it doesn't. You have to let them go. And that's something very different. Speaking them doesn't let them go. Holding them on the inside doesn't let them go. Only letting them go lets them go. And the way you let them go is you, you choose to look at them as awareness. And they'll vanish. That's what you do. We have to lose this idea we have as egos that we should resist, that we should be embarrassed, that we should be ashamed, that we should be upset, that we should feel like a failure, that we should look away, that we should try and think about something better. You know, let me go off and hide in the light away from this darkness. That's all the problems and that's all the traps and the mistakes Course in Miracles students make. There's an old expression, to beat the devil, don't resist. Well, that's the message of A Course in Miracles. As Ken used to say, the 
decision maker joined with the Holy Spirit as a non-judgmental observer. No darkness can stand against the non-judgmental observer. It vanishes. And all you have to do is you have to identify as that which is welcoming. The emotion isn't you. You're aware of the emotion. But you're the one that's aware of it. You're not the emotion. And in your remembrance of what you are as awareness, it can't stand. It can't stand. It vanishes. And so what I'm going to suggest to you during the week is that you make this process of welcoming what's coming up in you um, a huge part of your day. When I'm having conversations with people, emotions are coming up in me. And as I'm having the conversation with someone, I am welcome the, welcoming the emotion and allowing it to release in the welcome. So, for example, I have... We leave out names to protect the not-so-innocent. <laughs> that was a joke. We're all innocent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a family member um, who could talk for Ireland in the Olympics. So you get locked into these conversations um, just when you're about to leave. And it's like it just goes on for time just vanishes. Um, and I can feel irritation rises. And I'm like, oh, great. And so as I'm listening, um, I'm welcoming the irritation coming up and watching it fall and then going back to the conversation. Um, I have another family member um, who has to speak to you like you're an idiot. <laughs> it's just one of those people. Uh, so it's like um, you're listening to a story and you're going, and then you go, that doesn't quite make sense. And you ask a question and it's like, then you are like the most stupid person in the world for not understanding the story. Um, and, you know, and, and you know, it regularly catches me where there is a shot <laughs> of annoyance and anger because uh, I think I'm a person and I feel like I should be defending myself as a person and that I shouldn't be treated like that as a person. And so I notice it. And then I allow that feeling to be there, that anger. Um, or whatever else I'm experiencing that irritation, uh, whatever. Um, and I'm present with it until it vanishes. Um, and then I go back to the conversation, but I'm doing that all the time. And that's, that's what practicing the course is. It's reminding yourself, you're not a person. The only thing that's going to get you tripped up and get you into trouble is thinking you're a person. You're not a person. There's no evidence for a person whatsoever. There is no proof you're a person. All you have is a thought in your head that says I'm that person. Uh, but there's no person. There's just stories about the past and fantasies about the future that make you think you're a person. But you're not. You're awareness. And as you practice this allowing, you're going to more and more intimately know yourself as not a person as awareness, as a non-judgmental awareness in the Holy Spirit. 
So consciousness is split. There's wrong-minded consciousness that thinks it's separate. And then there is right-minded consciousness, um, which knows only oneness. And there's just one consciousness, <laughs> and it's you, um, and me, and everyone here. And when consciousness is wrong-minded, it thinks it's a person. And when consciousness is right-minded, it knows its awareness. And in that knowing, it knows everything as itself. It's that simple. So there's only one right mind. As Jesus says, the ego is legion, but the Holy Spirit is one. So the you that you experience yourself as when you welcome, because there is an experience when you, the emotions coming up and you're going, let me welcome this. Let me open up on the inside. You will experience an expansiveness in your mind. That's you as awareness. And that's what everything is. That's God's one holy son, you. You are that present moment, non-judgmental awareness. That's what you always are. Except for your thoughts. So you've never left heaven. Only your thoughts say you have. And you can let them all go in the welcoming. All the way back to the heaven you never left. Okay, how are we doing time-wise? Half five already. Okay, let's throw it open for comments and questions. Um, Sally, is there anything to do maybe in the, in the chat box before we go to hands? Please. If anyone has a question, raise your hand. Yes, Keith, we do have a couple things in the chat box. Uh, let's see, it was Carla at first, uh, when you were speaking before, said, so if fear to let go of the, of the hand as a sense, um, as a sense of loss, I guess this is evidence I'm still identifying with the body so that I must forgive myself for being scared to let go of this identity for fear of realizing my real, real self. Yeah. So all you want to do is you do, you never fight yourself. What you want to do is you want to you want to allow and welcome that fear of not to be a, a body to be there. That's what you want to do. You want to welcome it. You don't try and fight it or change it or fix it. You allow and you welcome that fear to come up. That's the fear of God. It's being disguised as a fear of something else. Because there's only one fear. Um, so allow and welcome it to be there and watch it dissolve and go do the exercise again I'll leave that one with you <laughs> um, so what shall we go to next Sally okay so this is from uh, Julia uh, Bergeron I'm sorry my eyes are not very well I hope I'm saying your name correctly they're not working well today okay so she <laughs> asked <laughs> 
It would be so helpful if Keith could make a little pause between saying sayings in which section, uh, in, in which the section he's reading from and actually reading. It helps to read at the same time, especially um, that English is not my first language. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, I'll consider that, but we're normally short on time as it is, but I'll, I'll okay. consider pausing a little bit longer. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, always, I always think, you know, if you want to follow... I, I I actually don't see the value in reading in the book at the same time that I'm saying it. But whereas I do see the value of me giving a reference that you can go and check out later. Um, OK, but everyone's different. So I I, I take your point and I'll consider um, thinking or trying to remember to pause a little bit longer in the future, but it won't be for that long. <laughs> OK, uh, what should we go to next? Sally? OK, I, so this is from Carla. So example, you are at a mall, you see other people, mine start judging what it sees. Then mine says to mine, my God, you are so judgmental. So guess this is still ego judging. So yeah, what are you saying? Yes. Yeah, that's all rubbish. Um, so that's just all ego stuff. All right. However, the minute, the minute you feel the emotional charge, the discomfort in you, which is judgment, or hatred to somebody else, the minute you become aware of that and you go, let me welcome that. Now the Holy Spirit has come. Okay, so if you're having that happen and you're going, oh my God, I'm such a failure and everything else, all that's nonsense. That's rubbish and it's useless. Um, that's you just knowing yourself as the person that doesn't exist. But the minute you go, let me welcome that. In the welcome, you feel what you are, which is awareness. And the gates of hell can't stand against it. So that's the crucial thing to understand here. It's what it's the experience of you that emerges in the welcome. So you never fight your ego. And you never look on your ego with judgment. Because the ego is the only one that judges. You are awareness. All awareness does is welcome. And so if you take nothing else from today's meeting, take that. What changes everything is let me welcome that and experience what I am as the welcomer. That expansive experience that takes place when I welcome something instead of fighting it. Brilliant. Anything else, Sally? Oh, boy. I just love that so much, Keith. That is so helpful. Thank you so much for that today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I just want to say that every, like, I, I've, I've been with you since the very beginning, and, and you build on it. You build on it. And you build on it. It's like we're in the theater with Jesus. And then, no, you're not really in the theater. You're just, your eyes are the theater. And then, and now this, you know, because I do, like, I'm the same. Like, I notice, uh, oh, shoot, you know, I'm being mean or I'm being judgmental. And I judge it instead of just, welcoming it oh my god that's, that's the so that's yeah, oh, perfect that's and again I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because let me just say the you that emerges awareness in the welcome that's the you that's always in the cinema with jesus awareness is always what's in the cinema with jesus awareness is jesus all right there's no jesus jesus is awareness jesus was a man who realized he wasn't a man because there's no evidence for it whatsoever <laughs> Beautiful. It was just the thought of past and future. And he realized he was awareness. And so now we 
um, use Jesus as a symbol for the awareness that we are, because there's just one awareness. Um, and so, you know, what you are in the cinema with Jesus is Jesus, is awareness, is a non-judgmental witness, not a thinker or a commenter or anything like that, non-judgment, non-conceptual. And you will discover yourself as awareness in the welcoming of your emotions instead of in the fighting of them and the resisting of them. Beautiful. Brilliant. Okay, I, I jumped in on that and I'm sorry, I got a little excited. But No, um, no, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, Hazel um, said, please address when the intense, uh, I think she's just saying when you get intense guilt, when you're trying, when, when it's arising before you're falling asleep, like how you address that. You welcome it. You welcome it. There you go. There's this footstep illuminated on the ground going this, take this step back to God. Your darkness, your guilt is coming up in you. Welcome it and it will vanish. Forgiveness is still and quietly does nothing. It merely looks and waits and judges not. Well, what? What? is still and quietly does nothing, what looks and waits and judges not? Awareness. What you are. And so you welcome. You welcome the darkness that it be undone in your welcome as awareness, as God's one holy son before whom no darkness can stand. And that's you. And the darkness will vanish. And that's not the beautiful part. <laughs> the beautiful part is how, how awareness will sweep in, will rush in to fill up the spaces that were previously dark. And you'll know it's you. And you'll begin to see the holiness that is you in everything. And all you have to do is not feel guilty about it coming up, not feel ashamed about it coming up, not feel afraid about it coming up, and not try to do anything about it. All you have to do is let it be. Look, wait, and judge not. And welcoming is how you do that. Just open on the inside. <laughs> rather than close down before it and it vanishes. Um, most of the time it'll vanish straight away. Um, when it's very intense, you may have to do that for a few minutes or a few hours. You might need to keep going back for it over the day, especially in the beginning. And again, especially in the beginning, you might need to do this over weeks. Um, in the beginning, when I did this, it took four months before anxiety was the anxiety disorder was completely gone. Um, but at this point in my life, no, it would never go beyond. Every time I look at it, it vanishes. And then sometimes it will kind of reemerge in a weaker form during the day. And then I welcome it and it vanishes. And then it might come in in an even weaker form. And then I welcome it and it vanishes and then it's gone. But it's got nothing to do with the world. The world is showing me what's inside of me so I can welcome it instead of blaming it on the world and instead of suppressing it and instead of releasing it, oh, sorry, instead of uh, expressing it. Okay, so your job is just to keep releasing what's coming up to be released 
and it takes you all the way home to God. And all you got to do is remember that your awareness. So are you the suffering or are you the one who is aware of the suffering? And the minute you remember that you're the one that's aware of the suffering, the suffering vanishes. Super. Anything else in the chat box, Ali? Not in the chat box, but um, Abby Kratcha has her hand Go up. Go for it, Abby. Hey, Keith, can you hear me okay? We could hear you okay. Okay. Um, so I've been practicing a lot with the welcoming and the non-judgmental observing. And I will say it does work almost all the time when I, when I consistently do it. This morning, my daughter was having a little fit and threw a pillow at me and I had, she didn't see, I had a hot cup of coffee in my hand and it spilled all over me. And so rage, instant, instant rage. I went upstairs in my closet. I just sat there and I kept telling myself, I'm not upset over the coffee. Um, I'm going to welcome the feeling. So I, I welcomed it and I just started crying and crying and I couldn't stop crying. And then brilliant. I was one. So I was like thinking, well, I'm welcoming it, but it's not going away. Am I just supposed to sit here and sulk in my pity? You know, I wasn't sure how long I was supposed to let it go on for. But it sounds like you just said there is no time limit on that. No, right. It's as long as it takes as long as long as it takes. Um, what you want to do is you, you the attitude you do this with is that you you go, let me welcome this. As long as it takes for it to vanish. That's the attitude you have. Okay. Let me welcome this until it's gone. Because again, again, see the trap and what will keep you stuck is thinking, I'm trying to remove this upset about the coffee. No, no, you're not. You're removing the upset of thinking you're a person. It's coming up to be healed. And as the, as the upset is healed, your identity as awareness is going to take the place of that in your mind. So this is brilliant. You know, even if it takes the whole day, you know, this is brilliant. I mean, you know, we say we want to do the course and this is how simple the course is. This is, you know, we, we like to make the course so complicated. And, you know, I was looking like during the week, people were making comments like, you know, well, there's no real hurry on us. And, you know, we can, you know, let me say this, right? And, and you know, I know this is going to upset some of you because you've been told differently, right? The time for you to do forgiveness is when you're upset. Okay. There's that moment where it's like, am I going to suppress this and hold on to it? Like a pressure cooker. Or am I going to express this and vomit my trauma out onto the world? Or am I going to use this as an opportunity to go home? Am I going to use this as an opportunity to escape the hell of thinking I'm a person and experience myself as the dreamer of the entire world? Am I going to release the darkness so I can know myself as the light, God's one holy son? Because that's what this is about, right? So, you know, don't get me wrong. As long as there's an emotional charge, as you're thinking about the memory of something that happened five hours ago, um, then there's work to be done. You welcome that and you let it go. But listen, people, all right, let's stop messing around. Let's take the train and pants off, right? You need to live your life and you need to be watching constantly for what's coming up in me. 
And that is an arrow pointing you back home to God. All right, that upset. All right, that, that is the instruction on what to do next to awaken in God. So don't take that as a reason to go beating yourself over the head with the course if you don't do it straight away. Right? I'm not saying that, right? You always, you know, welcome that and let it go. But I am saying, let's stop messing around here. All right, you're either going to do the course or you're not. And the way you do this course is that you live your life constantly watching for an emotional charge coming up and go, thank you. Let me follow the next step home to God and let me welcome that emotion until it dissolves in the welcome. Um, and so again, Abby, the upset had nothing to do, you know, that, that was waiting inside of you because you had either, you know, in the past, that's the same upset. Like you have felt like that many times in your life, Abby. All right. And it's the same upset just coming up again. Um, and so many times in your life, you either suppressed that upset that made you cry or you expressed it. You vomited it out onto the world and it got stuck in your unconscious. It didn't, didn't get released. Um, and so, the choice we have in every moment now is rather than suppress or express, I am going to welcome this, that it be released for all eternity. And that upset will never come back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Abby. So, uh, so we go to Kirsty next. Sounds good. You're up, Kirsty. Hi, thanks, Key. Um, I had an experience last night. Um, I've been practicing um, exactly what you've just been teaching today. I've been practicing it um, quite hard all week, I would say, or for the last couple of weeks. I've really been, you know, making um, an effort to welcome experiences as they come up and not always succeeding. Sometimes they catch me out, but you know, I have been, you know, I have been succeeding to some extent. And I had this experience last night, which I absolutely wasn't expecting at all. Um, I was just drifting off to sleep. I was in that kind of half awake, half asleep state. And um, I experienced this rage coming up in me. Um, and um, it wasn't, attached to any thought it was just rage and it became really really strong and it just almost overwhelmingly strong and every time I thought it couldn't get any stronger it was kind of like ratched up to the next level of rage and eventually I was I throughout the entire experience I don't know how long it took in clock time maybe a few minutes or something but throughout the entire experience I was I realise now in retrospect, I was just welcoming it. I was just conscious of it without thinking, you know, it was just a pure awareness, a pure welcoming of this rage. So I suppose that's, I don't know, is that the kind of thing that would be expected when you're practising this? Yeah, sure. Um, there's... <sighs> Yes, is the answer. And so what you do is you you 
you feel your identity as the welcomer of it. That's important. Okay, you feel your identity as as awareness. You are what is aware of the rage. You're not the rage. There's rage happening. There's absolutely no evidence that it's yours because there is no separate self. It's an illusion. It's an optical illusion of consciousness. So um, all you have to do is know yourself as the awareness of the rage without claiming ownership of it and it, and it will vanish. Now, you know, so that persisted there for some time. Um, and, and like I say, it took me four months to work on anxiety at the beginning. So this is something that we work on. And as awareness grows in your mind, um, darkness vanishes much quicker. Um, but I guess there's, there's three ways to do this, right? Um, the first way is the one that you'll hear most people talking about, um, in, in course communities and meetings and that sort of thing. And they'll say, uh, yeah, what you do is you just, um, you forgive it, which means you let it go. Um, now, and you can, if an emotion comes up, you can just choose to let it go. Right. If awareness is present in your mind, you can. Um, but if awareness isn't present in your mind, then you can't. And that's one of the problems is that there's lots of teachers that are saying this, like in, in, in the best of faith going, listen, you can just forgive it. You can just let it go. And they can because awareness is present in their mind. Um, so, so I want to say that that's the first way that you can, you can forgive is you can just choose to let it go. And as you work with, um, with forgiveness and as awareness grows and as you more and more realize that you're not your thoughts um, and you're not the person, but you are the awareness in behind them, um, then more and more you can just choose to let something go. But again, I don't teach it that way because that's not useful, um, especially not in the beginning. Um, what's, what you have to do is you have to experience the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the awareness, which which is everything which is God in Christ as a oneness, uh, the memory of that in consciousness. That's the Holy Spirit, and that's what awareness is. Um, so the second way is the welcoming. And that's not something I coined or originated. <laughs> I think the the person going back furthest in time that I can sort of quote as having talked about doing that is Rumi. Um, and right up until the, the present times, lots of people have taught welcoming as the way that you want to uh, your ego and your darkness. Um, and that's the one I recommend. Now there is a third one, which I don't recommend because <laughs> uh, it's not my, it's not one that works well for me, but the other thing that you could do in the same way that I said to you a moment ago, um, if you like right now, without recourse to past or future, look for evidence that you are there as a person and there's none um, in the same way when an intense um, emotion is coming up, what you can do is you can dive deeply into it. Um, someone shared in the group a video of a different course teacher calling this transmutation, right? So this is what this, this idea is. And it's that you dive deeply into the feeling. So if it's rage that you dive deeply into it and go, let me, let me really experience the heart of this rage and let me go deeper into it and deeper into it and deeper in. And when you go deep enough into it, there's nothing. <laughs> there's just awareness. Um, so that is how some people would work with this. Um, 
I don't particularly teach it that way because it's not my preferred way to work on it. I, I, for me personally, the welcoming is the powerful way to experience yourself as not a person, but awareness and before which all darkness will, will vanish. So that's the three different ways of doing it. But again, getting back to your question, Kirsty, um, every single time that rage emerges, um, you welcome it. And each time it comes back, it will be weaker. I promise you. Every single, if you welcome it until it diminishes, um, and then the next time it comes back, it, it will not have the same strength. And as you welcome it again until it goes, um, the next time it comes back, it will be weaker until there'll come a point where you can't become enraged by anything. So just keep up the good work. Is that okay? Yes, thanks, Keith. No problem. Mariam, we'll give you the stage. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, hi, Keith. Um, I wanted to also do the um, provide the example of the welcoming again. This week was a back to school week. My daughter was going back to school and I dropped her off and it was it was so much emotion was coming up and I'm like, okay, let's try practice welcoming, welcoming. What is it coming up? It's fear. I was trying to just name all of the different emotion that was coming up. And then for a second, I was like, I felt like I was in the classroom instead of her being in the classroom. I'm like, what is this? Am I back in elementary again? <laughs> Maybe it's all the built up emotion that I suppressed from all this various years that is popping up. And then I was crying and then I was like, okay, I was this close to coming home and dumping it all on my husband. And I'm like, okay, keep it quiet. I mean, not suppressing it, but I was like, okay, I need to see what's coming up. So I tried to just be with it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, maybe in the afternoon it started vanishing, but it did vanish. And then when Good. I came home, because I was thinking about all the like, I was I was really close to like expecting a call that come and pick up your kid because she is crying and hysterical and I'm like why am I even going there why am I even thinking like the worst possible thing is gonna happen it's just all inside of me and I came home and she had a beautiful day they just did arts <laughs> so beautiful. I'm like why am I even it it was all in my head but I think it was a built-up of my past bullying yes. school stresses lack limitation uh, being it. picked up being away from yeah the state you got home. it <laughs> yeah you so got it it felt really good brilliant mariam that's super uh, that's why jesus says in the course i see only the past you know what was happening was your daughter was going to school and you didn't see that you saw the past you saw your school days and you projected your trauma and suffer from the past onto right. your daughter. Okay. Yeah. But that was brilliant because now it was no longer unconscious. Now it was mm -hmm. conscious. Now you could welcome what was previously unavailable to you and undo it and take a few footsteps back home to God. Mm. And that's what you did. But I think that's a really good illustration of why Jesus says, I see only the past. You know, even if someone is, you know, sick or in pain, um, you know, they are awareness. They're Christ. 
that's what they are right and and that's and if we knew ourselves as awareness we would know them as awareness uh, we wouldn't be making that real okay um but instead what we do is we project what our suffering is onto them and go oh god love them look what they're going through but that we don't know what they're going through so we we see only our past in everyone and on everything and and that's what stops us seeing the real world all these labels and projections in front of what is in the present moment um that was uh, that is, it's brilliant that you know you had the opportunity to release that so mariam that's your trauma from the past released and that's why jesus says your brother is your savior because you will project your past onto your brother and now it's no longer unconscious it's now conscious and in the welcoming of that emotion rather than the fearing it or the hating it or the trying to change it or the trying to fix it it is undone so you have released your trauma from the past, which was only ever a symbol of the trauma of separation from God. Um, and you've undone that now forever, Marion. And so, you know, even as you have thoughts about your past and your school days, you'll notice the emotional charge now is not what it used to be. And just every single time it comes back, you you welcome what comes up so it vanishes until until you can't even remember your school days. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you. And um, also just to comment um, on Christie's um, rage, it basically just the memory of um, uh, Helen laying in down in bed and having all those like massive amount of rage. Um, some of the, her stories are there. So she does experience like out of nowhere, massive amount of rage and then massive amount of love. So it's just the emotion swing that I think moves around. Yeah, all of our rage is at ourselves. It's the, you know, and, and all of us is the upset of being separate. You know, what you are is awareness. You are unlimited awareness. And, in, and instead of knowing yourself as what you are, you have identified with a travesty an illusion of yourself, an abomination of yourself, which is limited. And within the limited experience of being a person, there is this craving and this draw to become more whole. Um, and, and the great irony is that the separate self, which doesn't really exist, um, it's trauma and it's, it's drive towards becoming whole by any means um, is actually... Um, what accomplishes that is the dropping of the limitation of the separate self and experiencing yourself as awareness, not your thoughts and feelings, but what is in behind them. Um, yeah, super. So shall we go to Joyce next? Um, I think that sounds right. I yes. think she put, oh, I put down, but I'll ask the question. I don't do, know if it'll do, apply. Do. But thank you for everything. I just want to say that I appreciate you. Um, would this welcoming apply also to physical pain? Because yeah. pain is in the mind, I believe. Yeah. Um, so what will have it persist is resisting it. Okay. So what we want to do is we want to 
welcome it. Um, but what we want to do is welcome the feelings we're having in response to the pain. Because when we have pain, um, the feelings that are going to come up are feelings of being unfairly treated, feelings of uh, victimhood, feelings of unfairness. Um, that's what's going to come up. Would you agree with that, Joyce? Um, I think there's a story behind it. Like, I did this yesterday, so I'm having this pain now. That that sort of pain. Um, okay. But, so but you also understand that we have this, we have this, when we're identifying as a person, we have this strong desire to feel unfairly treated. Like, oh my God, why do yeah. I have to have this? And why can life not be different? Does that make sense? Um, I can't yeah. honestly relate to that. Okay, know. you don't have to. Um, yeah. But I want I want to say that for the for the podcast in general, that 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 will be the first port of call, is that you would do that. Um, the second thing, then, um, Joyce, is in terms of the pain, you want to notice that you are aware of pain, um, but that there is no evidence that it's yours. Okay. So, yeah. So, and, and by saying that, what I mean is that you are remembering that you're not a person or a body, you are awareness. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's pain and there is the awareness of it. And in every moment we're deciding, what am I? Am I that or am I the awareness of it? What you want to do is be the awareness of it. Now, you know, Jesus says that everything that happens to us, we've asked for it. And so at a completely unconscious level, once we identify as a separate self, as a person, um, there is a horrific guilt over separateness. Um, and there is a really strong desire to sabotage ourselves and suffer, uh, which we do in sacrifice. We do it so um, in sacrifice to God uh, because of our guilt. Um and so what we want to do is we want to undo the guilt associated with anything that's creating um, hardship, whether it's, whether it's financial issues, health issues, marriage issues, uh, relationship issues, whatever the hell it is. Um, behind that is a guilt um, that's causing us to want to punish ourselves. Um, and what we want to do is we want to undo that guilt. And, and so what, what you want to welcome is you want to experience yourself as awareness and you want to welcome whatever thoughts are coming up. Uh, so whether that's, because um, you see the thought, I wish I wasn't in pain, um, makes you a body and a person. So you want to let that thought go in forgiveness. So you want to welcome the thought that says, I wish I wasn't in pain. I wish I could do something about the pain. You want to welcome that and go in the welcome, go, can I let that go? Can I let that need go? And as you do, you'll experience yourself more completely as awareness. Um, so you're and, not welcoming the pain then. You're not welcoming the pain itself. You're welcoming. Uh, we always, well, Predominantly, when we talk about welcoming, we want to talk about what's coming up inside of ourselves. 
because that is the reason for what's outside of ourselves, if that makes sense. Yes. And so our focus is not really on the pain. It's more so on what are the thoughts, beliefs and feelings coming up Mm -hmm. in terms of the pain. That's that's what we want to do. And what we want to do is, you know, by by welcoming the thought that says, I wish I wasn't in pain and working on letting it go in the welcome. Um, see, the quickest way to experience pain relief or health relief or money problems relief is to not need the relief. Um, that's what we've got to do. Um, you know, so if I was working on a health issue, um, I would be making sure I was working on letting go of the need that that I that somehow things be different than they were, because that only applies to the person. And so by by letting that go, I fall more completely into my identity as awareness. Um, and if you can release the wish to not be sick, you will, in that releasing, release the wish to be sick in the first place. I understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because on some level, if we're sick, there's been a decision to get sick. Now, so what do you do about that? You actually, you forgive it. um, And you look at the thoughts that are coming up, like, I wish I wasn't sick. And in the welcome, you couldn't do it otherwise, but in the welcoming of that thought going, can I let that go and experience myself more completely as awareness? And what we want to do is get to a place where it's all the same to me, whether I'm sick or well, that's forgiveness. Now, if you can do that, you will have the best possible experience of health. Um, That will be what A Course in Miracles is saying. So, Our only job with anything is forgiveness. And that means welcoming all the darkness that's coming up in ourselves and and letting it go in the darkness. And all the thoughts that are coming up, like I wish I wasn't sick. Well, that means I'm a body. (laughs) So can I, in the welcoming of that thought, can I let go of the wish that I'm not sick and experience myself more fully as, as awareness, which is never sick? And then as you're working with that forgiveness process, you find that, well, okay, there's a sickness that's there, but it's got nothing to do with how I choose to feel. I choose to be fine despite the sickness, despite the pain. And that's what we want to work on. And if you can do that, it will create miracles. You know, I'm not going to say it's always going to cure you or something, but it will, at the very least, it will influence your experience of pain. So it's always about getting to a place where it's all the same to me, whether I'm sick or well. It's all the same to me, whether I have money or I don't. It's all the same to me, whether I'm single or in a relationship. It's all the same to me, whether I live or die. That's what we always want to get to. We use forget, we use welcoming and forgiveness to get to that place where, but I need do nothing because <laughs> I'm awareness. And it's from that place that miracles happen. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yes. That's Thank what we always, yeah, that's what we always want to work. To. We never want to fight against what is, and we never want to fight against our feelings about what is, but in releasing our feelings about what is, we can allow what is. And from that place, miracles happen. 
Perfect. That would be the expression of the miracle through us. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Sandy, go ahead. Where'd she go? You seem to vanish, Sandy. Take yourself off mute if you want to talk. Uh, whilst we're waiting to see if Sandy can come back again. Uh, Sally, was there anything else in the chat box? There were a couple of things. Um, okay, let me let me go back to... Uh, can we... Okay, here we go. Is there any place for prayer or asking for help or is the welcoming the same thing? There is a place for petitioning prayer at the beginning of your spiritual journey to help you get on the right ladder with the right teacher, to understand there's a different identity available to you in your in your mind uh, than ego. So you're opening yourself up in your mind to something that's not ego. That's the only value of prayer, right? Because, you know, Jesus says God doesn't hear prayers. Um, now, he spends the whole second half of the course writing beautiful prayers to God, uh, but they're not for God. They're for you to connect you with your identity as awareness um, through the beauty of these particular prayers to God. Um, and so, you see, the thing is, um, the world's not doing anything to you. You're doing it to you. <laughs> um, so, on, you know, on an unconscious level, we have all this guilt and we're deciding I need to suffer for this. And we're, you know, creating difficult circumstances in our life. Um, and we're doing that to ourselves. And then we're going, um, God, can you help me with this? <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. And we're saying, Jesus, will you help me with this? And, you know, Jesus can't make you stop doing it to yourself. Okay, so so that's why in the Song of Prayer pamphlet in the course, Jesus brings us up the ladders of the um, stages of understanding prayer. And at the top, we just understand that it's joining. So it will be much better if you could understand that um, prayer is you joining with the Holy Spirit. And what that means in practical terms is you feel your identity as awareness instead of a person. So if you have a particular problem, it's because you think you're a person. Okay, so what do you do? You welcome whatever feelings or thoughts are coming up in you. And in the welcome, you remember that you're not that. You are this. You are the welcomer of it, which is awareness, not a person. Now, when you feel your identity as awareness and you look at problems um, and you release all your needs around it that you need to do anything, again, when you can get yourself to a place where you don't care whether you make more money or you don't, whether you're homeless or whether you're not. In other words, when you get to that space, right, that, that means you can completely identify as awareness and not a person. And from there, you have the power to fix any problem in your life <laughs> because you cause them um, and you can fix them. And why would you cause problems for yourself? Because of your guilt. You know, okay, I want to earn, I don't know, $100,000 a year. And instantly a part of your mind goes, you're not worthy of that. You don't deserve that. And you'll sabotage it. 
And if any opportunities come up where you could start a business or get a job or anything like that, the part of you that said you don't deserve that will sabotage it. And so instead, what you want to do is you want to look at when you have a goal comes up or a need comes up. And what you want to do is you want to you want to look at why do I want this and let all those needs go. And be in a place where you're okay whether you get it or not. And that's how you get it. When you realize it doesn't matter, that you can be peaceful either way. Sick or well, live or die, rich or poor, homeowner or homeless. We want to be welcoming all the thoughts that are coming up, all the feelings that are coming up, all the needs that are coming up and letting them go on the welcome, whereby we understand, but it doesn't matter. I need to do nothing because I'm awareness. When you identify as awareness, you're the dreamer of the dream. You know, watch how that, you know, because there's a place where Jesus says the Holy Spirit will sweep all the obstacles from your path. Well, this is what he means. I mean, let's be very clear here. You are the Holy Spirit. So why does Jesus not say, well, that, you know, you instead of the Holy Spirit? Because it's not you, the person. You're not a person. You have a choice. Either you're a person or you are the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is awareness. That is what you always are. Um, and if you are in need and want and praying for, oh my God, I have this lack. It, all that means is you think you're a person. Well, let's get out of that garden. What's happening in your life is not a problem. You thinking that, you know, you have a problem is the problem. You think you're a person. And so you fall back into awareness and you realize I need do nothing. The peace of my being is already here. And watch how your problems start falling away. And watch how anything you need in your life just starts showing up. Because if you let go of your need that it should happen or it has to happen, you will release the unconscious desire that it not happen because of your unworthiness. That's what's important. So you always want to get to a place where you can be peaceful either way. Because now you know your awareness. And that's where miracles happen. So I hope that makes sense. Is there anything else in the chat box, Ali? No. Sorry, I, I muted myself. Uh, there was okay. just uh, just one thing um, asking. Uh, let me let me read it. Uh, do 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 do. Uh, can we ask Jesus for help in doing this? And that's from Martin. Yeah, but it's. Okay, so that may be helpful in the beginning, but at some stage you're going to have to realize that Jesus is you. God has one son. Separateness is a complete optical illusion of consciousness. Okay, so if you experience yourself as awareness instead of a person, well, we call that awareness Jesus just because it's a useful symbol so we don't think it's Keith or Martin 
It's something other than Keith or Martin. And so we use the symbol of Jesus. But you understand it's what you actually are. You are Jesus, um, which is awareness. And there's no Jesus and there's no Martin and there's no Keith because they're bodies. They're, you know, <laughs> insane voices talking to themselves. It's selves that were made. And as Jesus says, nothing they say or do means anything, right? So there's no Jesus. There's no Keith. There's no Martin. There is just awareness. God's one son whole and complete, indivisible, um, and knowing its oneness with God. And so, you know, yes, we can talk about praying to Jesus, um, but at, at, at some point we need to understand that, you know, A Course in Miracles is saying that the, the, the separation never happened. Um, I, I think in the beginning when we experience awareness, um, it, it's very useful to use symbols like the Holy Spirit and Jesus just because it gets us away from the idea that it's anything to do with Keith because Keith doesn't exist. It's just an optical illusion in consciousness. Um, so when you pray, you answer your own prayer by connecting with what you're calling Jesus. You answer your own prayer because you experience awareness in your mind, and that's where miracles happen. But I, I don't want to... Like Jesus or the Holy Spirit are just a light in your mind, a light of truth, which is awareness. Um, and they don't actually go in and do anything in your life. Uh, but by you joining with what we call Jesus or the Holy Spirit, which is awareness, um, all of the obstacles you've thrown up for yourself out of your guilt, um, your guilt will vanish and the obstacles aren't necessary anymore and life will just go smoother. But it's not that Jesus or the Holy Spirit is coming in front of you with the broom, taking all your problems out of the way. You put them there and you did it because of your guilt, because you wanted to suffer uh, unconsciously. Because your sense of unworthiness meant that you couldn't let yourself earn any more money or you couldn't let yourself get a job or you couldn't let yourself have a relationship. And if you join with the light um, in your mind, which is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, which is experiencing yourself as awareness and not a person, if you do that, uh, your guilt will dissolve in front of that light. And as your guilt dissolves, there's no more need for you to sustain the blocks that you're putting in front of yourself in your life. Um, is it helpful? Yes. But at some stage, it's about understanding because, you know, again, if, if we perpetuate the idea of Jesus or the Holy Spirit, we're perpetuating the idea of separateness in our mind. Instead, what you want to do is understand that there's just awareness and it's you. You're it. So I hope that makes sense and didn't um, upset too many people. <laughs> I mean, look, Jesus says that in the clarifications of terms. He says, you know, Jesus is a symbol. You know, um, so and he also says the Holy Spirit is an illusion. The Holy Spirit is a symbol. And this is why he says it, because there's just one holy son of God. And when you experience yourself as awareness instead of a person, you're it. That's it. As awareness, you are that which is one with everything and knows its oneness with God and consciousness. And from that place, even consciousness can be undone and you can know yourself as God. Because there's only God. We say God is and then we cease to speak. 
Um, so, so yes, prayer is very helpful in the beginning, like Jesus says in the Song of Prayer. But at some stage, we need to realize that's not where it's at. Jesus says prayer is joining. So if I pray and go, you know, will you help me with um, my terrible anger? Really, what you're doing is you're praying for more anger. Because what you're putting your attention on, um, you're going to create more of. Um, you, you're saying there is a problem here. There's no problem there. If you look at it, you realize there's no problem because it will vanish. But if you're praying going, oh, help me with this situation, all you're doing is perpetuating the situation, which is the point Jesus makes in the song of prayer. He says, you're always praying. Um, and so if I'm praying out of lack, I will just, I'm just going to create more lack. I'm making the lack real. Whereas if I join with the symbol that is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and experience myself as awareness, now there's no lack. And now lack won't get perpetuated. Um, but we have to be very careful of like making lack real by saying, I need help with this, or this needs to change, or this needs to change, or this needs to happen. Uh, that's when we're going to be in a lot of problems because we are making lack real. It's like, you know, Jesus says, it's like making making sin real and then trying to forgive it, uh, which is uh, forgiveness to destroy. Or, you know, so with prayer, uh, prayer to destroy would be making the lack real and then praying for a solution to it. That would be prayer to destroy. You know, in the same way that healing, if I'm like saying that person is really sick and I'm going to heal them, that's healing to destroy. I've made the illusion real and going, I'm the one who will fix it. That's an unhealed healer. So instead, um, you know, forgiveness is forgiving your brother what he hasn't done because he's awareness. He's not a person. <laughs> um, and and prayer is prayer is it prayer is connecting with what you already have, which is everything, because your awareness you could want for nothing. And healing is quite simply you knowing there is nothing to be healed here, which will heal another person's mind as well as your own. So we never want to make the error real, and that's the danger with prayer. You're going, I have a problem. Well, how can you fix a problem you've just made real? You know, you have no problems except that you think you should. Um, okay, well, let, let's draw a line under questions for now. But let me just go. I very rarely check the chat box myself. But uh, one came up there, which I thought I should answer. Uh, maybe, Sally, you might have a scour and see if there's anything else I need to answer. Well, I oh. answer this one. Uh, let me just answer this one and you can have a scour and you can let me know. Uh, okay. Kuki asks, so would we pray for peace um, or no prayer, really? If you pray for peace, you are part of the problem because you're saying there is non-peace. There's no non-peace. There is just the peace of awareness. So with the best of intentions, we can go, you know, we should pray for peace. Well, you've just made war real. You've just made crime real you've made death real you've made sickness real and then you know like a good ego you're saying well let me pray now that this will be fixed you're making the error real so no 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 jesus says you know um for the the, the advanced teachers of god 
they, they watch the dream figures come and go, shift and change, um, suffer and die, and they are not deceived by what they see. All they see is unity. All they see is the awareness out of which everything has come, into which everything is returning, and nothing is being harmed. And in other parts of the course, Jesus says he laughs as well at sickness and death, suffering, starvation, all these. Jesus is saying you, you would laugh at them, not as an ego, that's a psychopath, right? But once you step out of identifying as a person and you experience yourself as awareness, you know everyone is this. And it doesn't matter what's happening with bodies because nobody's a body. Everyone is awareness. Jesus says there's a changelessness in your brother, which is awareness. Okay, that's what your brother is. It doesn't matter what happens with his body. It doesn't matter that there's like, you know, um, war and famine and starvation. That's all. That's a movie. That's a movie. So you see, what you want to do is you want to look at the feelings that are coming up for you when there's not peace and understand that those feelings have nothing to do with the world and the world is showing you to get rid of those feelings so you can feel peaceful no matter what's happening in the world. And when you get down to that peace, when you experience your identity as awareness and not a person, now you are a light that is shining on all those illusory situations. But when we say, let me pray for peace, what, I'm going to get loads of bad comments from Christians on this video. <laughs> uh, more than usual. Um, when you do that, you are saying, you are with the power of your mind, you are saying the darkness is real and we need to do something about it. No, it's not. No, it's not. And if you just got rid of your emotions by welcoming them and releasing them and experiencing yourself as awareness, you would know nothing can befall the Son of God. And that's what we want to work on. And, and again, that's not just Keith's opinion. That's, <laughs> that's the point Jesus makes in the Song of Prayer, um, is that you have to get to a place where there's no... Let me read it again, okay? It bears repeating because it's such an important message. Um, to do anything involves the body. Now, that includes prayer. And if you recognize you need do nothing, you have withdrawn the body's value from your hand, from your mind. Here is the quick and open door through which you slip past centuries of effort and escape from time. This is the way in which sin, which is separateness, loses all attraction right now. For here is time denied and past and future gone. Who needs do nothing has no need for time. To do nothing is to rest and make a place within you where the activity of the body ceases to demand attention. Into this place, the Holy Spirit comes and there abides. Your job is to realize that the world is nothing. Um, and it has no effect on the love and peace of your nature as awareness. And when you know that of yourself, minds that have never heard of you get healed by you. Again, that's not Keith's opinion. That's A Course in Miracles, all right? 
when you discover the light of what you are, you see it's what everyone is. And that communicates itself to their mind. That's how you change the world. You know, but 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 no. So um, that's the point Jesus makes. You know, it's the point Jesus makes in the Song of Prayer. He has brought us through the text where he's given us loads of prayers, but he brings us into the Song of Prayer and he really takes us rung by rung on the ladder. And, you know, eventually he makes the point. But if you think there's a problem, you're making the problem. There's no problems in God. And there's no problem if you understand that at the heart of every se apparently separate thing is the awareness that you are. Nothing is ever harmed. There is just God's one holy, innocent son. There's nothing to be harmed. Awareness can't be harmed. It's just like this modeling clay that keeps, you know, um, modeling itself into people and animals and war and famine. And, 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 and then they all collapse and it's just still modeling clay. You're that modeling clay. That's what awareness is. Awareness is never harmed. So you see, you'll never understand the course when you try to understand it as a person, as a separate self that doesn't exist, that there's no evidence for, except the thought, I am a person. Um, you'll never understand the course that way. The course is saying you are the modeling clay. You are awareness. You are that in which all experience is happening, by which all experience is known, and out of which all experience is made. You're the modeling clay. And when you look at the model people and animals and see them as modeling clay and not people or animals, that heals their mind. When you look at apparent others and see the indestructibility of them, what they are that's not separate from you, you heal their minds. And that's what the Course is saying. Is there anything to wrap up on, Sally, before we finish? Yes, Tammy Carmack is back and she said she was going to speak. So if you'd like to say uh, something, Tammy, or ask a question, go right ahead. And is there anything else? Because we've drawn a line under it now. Is there anything else to do before we wrap up? Because we've run no. mad late as usual. Okay, brilliant. No, Tammy, Tammy, you are the climax of the evening. <laughs> the stage is yours. Oh, wait, she she put in the, tap, uh, in the, in the chat, thank you. So I don't know if she's going to speak or not. Are you going to talk to us, Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying it passed. Like I lost my connection and I was just yeah, saying yeah. with Sandy, it wasn't meant to speak and that's fine. So thank you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you're happy, Tommy? Oh, I'm so blessed. Thank you. <laughs>
good. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up there because we've ran late. I hope today's um, meeting was some way useful and we will all uh, catch up in the group during the week. Have a wonderful Sunday. Knowing that you are not practicing, knowing you're not a person, you are awareness, that which everything is. Practice experiencing that through welcoming the darkness and knowing you are the welcomer and not the darkness. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. 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 Thank you.